0: To find the tin cheeses, the podcast we are very solidly anti-whammy. My name is Leslie Gray Streeter. I am a pop culture columnist and lifestyle columnist and other stuff for the Baltimore Banner. I'm also an author and a huge enthusiast of any of watching the human drama of people winning a washer and dryer. My co-host is I'm Lynn Streeter Childress. I make theater for young audiences. And literally in sentences, I use bum, bum, ba, bum, ah. daily. And that was, said, al- that was almost the intro. That was almost you. the intro. And yeah. Leslie is anti-whammy, but not anti-wham, which we will be talking about on a uh, future podcast. But anyway, because we're obsessed. But today, if you haven't figured out, we are talking about. Game shows, and our guest is the esteemed Milton Kent. Yay, Milton, (laughs) can you tell us about yourself?
1: Well, um, I'm a frustrated non game show contestant. I've tried out, we can talk about that later, but uh, I currently teach journalism at um, Morgan State University. Uh, I am a graduate of the University of Maryland. Go terps, um, sure. And uh, I spent 23 years at the Baltimore Sun and uh, got liberated, self-liberated, uh, in 2008 and have been at the esteemed Morgan State University uh, since 2011, 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Very so, good. And, and so
0: Milton. we met Milton. Talk about how we met Milton, Lynn.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, you okay?
0: Oh, yeah. So no, Mike, Milton, you can talk about it.
1: Well, it was an, it was the the like the weirdest sort of you know coincidence. Um, Lynn perform as she mentioned, she performs, <clears throat> plays, and it just so happens that the pastor at my church had um, contracted with Lynn to do a play on Zoom for our church around Christmas time, uh, "Gift of the Mad Guy," uh, which I found out later that Leslie wrote. So we're like we're watching this, and so and I was like, "Wow, this is really really good." And I think at some point afterwards, I met Leslie.
0: Yeah, I think we did a um, like meet and greet. Everything was on Zoom, right? This was twenty. Yeah, we did like a Q and yeah. A. Yeah, we did like a Q and right. A, and I think Leslie talked maybe talked about the fact that she was a journalist, and then you were like, "Aha, me uh-huh. too."
1: And, and then when Leslie's book came out, she spoke to my class, one of my classes, the first of many visits, and we appreciate having her and, um, it all just connected together and it's just been wonderful. And if I may, if you, if you'll permit me, um, your podcast is right out of heaven. This is just wonderful. I love this. I love this because it gets right to most people are sometimes are embarrassed to like pop culture and i love the fact that you guys embrace it just like wrap it up and hug it
0: thank um, you we've spent most of our lives being uncool about so many things so many things <laughs> and and this has been such a great way to celebrate our weirdness and also the fact that so many other people can relate means that maybe we're not the weird one i'd say almost every person that's that i've approached has said well my favorite thing is blah 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 but you wouldn't want that and i go no that's exactly what we want it's exactly what we want because we're not going to ever shame you because we like things that are eight eighty thousand percent weirder than that and also getting to know people that we know well or that we work with or just a couple honestly i gotta tell you milton you're one of my pie in the sky people when you asked to be on the sh- when we talked to you about being on the show i was like what i know what? Was like <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah I was like yes because <laughs> i just i respect you so much and i respect Whoa. your it's true i respect your point of view and what you're doing trying to get these um young brilliant knuckleheads uh into this terrible um thing that we're in as journalists and I just I really was so excited that you got it you know and to to talk to people I mean we talked to a lot of other podcasters cuz podcasters talk to podcasters but to talk to someone like yourself who gets it and who's a journalist you know I mean you and I I'm a little younger than you but we came up in a time of journalism where if you weren't serious if it wasn't news if it wasn't focused on a specific thing that was Earth shattering. It was fluffy, quote unquote. You can't see my quote unquote fingers or it was um, it was dumb or it's a thing that you just did. I got to talk to about 20 years ago. I ran into to Denise Koch from WJZ in the bathroom of a movie theater in Towson. And she had started as daring Denise. She was like the features lady. Like she was like doing whitewater rafting and doing stupid stuff. And I came to her, I I recognized her and I said, I have, and I've been able to talk to her about this recently, but I said, I have to tell you that you were a person. I thought I want to do that. I don't want to be serious. I want to do what you do. And she was like, that is a really lovely thing to say. It's like, I know that's not where you wanted to stay and you didn't. And she's Done fantastic because I think one of the she and Jane Miller, you know, the premier newswomen of our of our community, but a Baltimore of Baltimore for those of views of views of views, yes, you views who aren't from here. go ahead, Baltimore, <laughs> Maryland. um anyway, I just I, I love what you do, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. So why do you want to talk about game shows?
1: Well, they have been like at the core, believe it or not, the core of my existence since I was a little little lad. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom got me hooked on game shows she used to she worked she was a, a licensed practical nurse at a local um mental hospital, oddly enough, and uh, she would work the eleven to seven shift, so when she came home, she was you know and I'm just a little boy, so her days were spent with me, and we would watch. Game shows, yeah, and soap operas, um, nice. and and you know if we ever want to do soap operas, we can do that. But game shows just became so. And the thing was back in the day, like at ten a.m., you know, there were no, there was no Dr. Phil, there was none of that. Um, you know, the the, the talk shows, there was game shows. Yeah, and you would start at ten a.m. on NBC, yep. and you'd go to like one in the afternoon when the soap operas took over. So. You'd get, you know, and it was, there was a mix. And just like with the soap operas, um, you know, NBC had their, their style of game shows. CBS (laughs) had theirs. ABC had theirs. Um, NBC was usually the dominant one. So I watched a lot of that, but, oh man, I, and I've seen just about every format, like Mm. um, people, you know, you would say this now, but like, I remember one of the game shows I remember as a kid was something called the magnificent marble machine which was a giant exactly which was uh, you'd play like trivia and then you'd like accumulate points and then you'd go play a giant pinball machine What?
0: And,
1: yeah. The magnificent marble machine was it was called that was one of the Love first that. Things that I um I remember Alex Trebek when he had like the re- not just the mustache but he had like the fro
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: He was just down from Canada. He did a show called, the first show he did was one called The Wizard of Odds, which was like, you know, just the way it sounds.
0: I remember that.
1: Okay, you remember that? I
0: do. And then
1: he, and then he went on to High Rollers. Yes. With the dice. And I, I'll never forget. Like, oh, yes, a,
0: that was a great show.
1: It was a great show. So, so I and I moved through. I remember, I remember Bob Barker before The Price is Right used to do a show. My mom and I used to watch called truth or consequences yeah right so i got the whole mishpuka you know i i i love game shows
0: and by the way thank you so much for your use of yiddish we need more yiddish on the show um truly um i've always thought that people like game shows i think maybe for the right same reason i like them which is that you have this moment of rooting for some for strangers to be rich in a way that you don't have the opportunity to because I we watch my son and I who's nine watch so many shows we watch The Wall is one of our favorites it's terrible and melodramatic and honestly kind of cruel but we love it because what you're watching much like watching the NFL draft is a normal person's life change in real time um at least financially and I, I just I love the sort of like living through people's life vicariously and going oh no oh no oh no no that's wrong no Excellent. you know um, yeah. I think it's great
1: yeah yeah I, 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 yeah I'm sorry go ahead Lane
0: no 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 I was just gonna say we sort of in some ways had the same experience when we would hang out with our grandparents um, they had a schedule of what they did it was. The morning news, and then it was pretty much stuff came on around the morning game shows. and then it was the new the afternoon news and then their soap operas. and then the evening news. and then a lot of times their evening soap operas, like if it was a weekend, it was like Dallas and um mm-hmm. and a uh, Falcon crest. and then, but before then, aft at seven o'clock is when you'd have the hour of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. and so it was the nighttime shows which were classier I guess I don't know but they had different lighting because it was the nighttime show but um but we had the same thing and it's funny you again you mentioned watching it with with elders or or your elders your parents or your grandparents and it becoming such a um tradition and such a warm thing like people will Show pictures, their memes of like, um you know, how Bob Barker and, you know, Vapor Rub got us through sick days because that's what you were going to be doing is watching The Price is Right because somebody was watching The Price is Right. And I will say, and then I'll stop talking, I had a semester in college, I went to St. Mary's College in Maryland late 80s, early 90s. And I had a semester where all of my classes, I didn't on purpose schedule them around the Price is Right, but I had either eight o'clock classes or I had a six o'clock class. And I was home every day for the Price is Right. And it was the best semester ever. And it was me and
1: Bob tell the truth shame the devil you scheduled your classes so that you could watch the prices right come on I, come no, on yeah i didn't come but on, i minute. wish
0: i i wish i had I, done it on purpose I, I did i wish i had done it on purpose my, i did schedule my classes my junior year at maryland or, uh, around the ground guiding light
1: okay okay
0: i admit that uh. i have no problems admitting that in my little terrible um its size of one of my closets uh single at montgomery hall in south hill and would be like, "All right, I'm gonna go and see what um Alan baldwin's talking about peace sure and, and and I was gone, but i I think, like I said, there's such a joy. there's a connectivity. We don't have a monoculture like we used to, where everyone's watching the same thing. But when you look at those things, it's stuff like jeopardy. It's stuff like you know, watching my man, Ken Jennings, you know, and everybody watching this stuff and like where people are focused or who wants to be a millionaire watching all these things um, where people oh, yeah. are, are super because That, well, but I can't, I can't even remember his name. The, the guy on who wants to be a millionaire during the first Regis run who called his dad. He knew the answer. He just wanted to be able to tell his dad that he'd won
1: John Carpenter. Yeah. Yes.
0: Every, I, I knew so many people who were watching yeah. And I was live at that moment. It became an appointment. And that, like Lynn said, there's when we were having this discussion about the lack of news uh, cohesiveness before we that, started, before we started recording today, yeah. And then everything yeah. you could be watching anything at any time, you know, from across the world, but that things like game shows that everybody was watching those things. And once again, it's watching this guy who was smarter than you. <laughs> smarter than me who knew things the idea that he was going to instantly be a millionaire and at that moment he was so chill about it like oh i already i don't even need the the, the phone a friend i just wanted to tell you that i'm a millionaire now what <laughs> um and it was just once again the vicariousness of it my son and i watch these shows look who watched uh let's make a deal um particularly when it comes on at night because he likes the silliness and the costumes. um During COVID, they started doing the thing where they'd have like half the people in the studio, half the people, and they still do it up on the screen. So it's really great. It's great, and so we're watching people, you know, going. We always would do that. Lynn, and I would say, okay, quick, what's in your bag? Because that's the thing. It's like, hey, if you can pull out a lollipop, you can pull out hand sanitizer, or whatever. A receipt. So, a receipt. So it's like you're in your house but you have a minute to run around your house and figure out where it is. It's hilarious. And it's, it's very relatable.
1: And real quick, I harken back to the, or the, the original let's make a deal with Monty Hall, where they would do that at the very end. And I was always amazed by that, even though I wasn't a big fan of the show, he would like, you know, be you know, the the credits would be rolling and you hear yes. the music and he'd go, all right, $50 if you've got a stamp. All right. And then the guy, whoever, the lady would be looking through a purse and they go to the, all right, sir. If you have a dollar bill, if you've got a dollar bill with a number seven and the serial number, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And you just be working the room in that last like few seconds before they go off the air. I marvel. And the thing about real quick, you know, we'll probably get into this in greater detail, but what I love about game shows and game show hosts in particular is their ability to think on their feet. Oh, yes, the, because they recognize like it's like in that moment where you've got something or someone and you look at the guy you look at the host and the host like recognizes hey this is a moment this is a thing like you were talking about Leslie with John Carpenter Regis you know Regis Philbin who wasn't necessarily the greatest game show host but he knew television yes and he knew in that moment he's got a guy and that whole thing like that is like you said such a chill moment to just go yes. you know you know dad i didn't even need to make the call but i just wanted to call to tell you i'm going to win a million dollars here in a second i'm like so cool that is boss man that is boss so and
0: regis yeah he was not and i've interviewed i interviewed him a couple times before he passed right. um super duper hyper everything you would imagine but he was an entertainer and he understood what entertainment was so to watch moments like uh, to watch Wayne Brady. Who was brilliant? Um, he's a the consummate showman, or even watch Drew Carey. Who would imagine that? Drew Carey, my son had no idea who Bob Barker was. He's like, Oh, it's Drew's brilliant. show. I'm like, first of all, hush your mouth. Um, I mean how is, dare you, sir. How, how dare, dare you? How dare you, sir. Um, there was a moment a couple episodes ago on Celebrity Family Feud where they asked, like, greatest oh, yeah. game show host of all time. And you could tell that Steve Harvey was visibly angry that no one said Bob Barker. They said you, of course. They said Drew Carey. That's all these people. And he's like, are you flipping kidding me? So they finally got to him. They finally got to him. And he He, was what number? He was number one. Um, Bob Barker or Steve
1: Harvey. Bob Barker. Barker. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he was. I mean, yes, we hear all these things now about Bob Barker and his... uh, Perhaps exaggerated interest in the ladies who were the models and all that kind of thing. But um he was <laughs> so quick on his feet and it was live and it was he was so quick to understand, okay, this person's wacky, this person, and there's so much going into obviously who gets picked to go on stage and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he just has a real just like Drew Carey does. Drew Carey being a comedian, I think probably. His instincts are probably honed that way to be able to to operate on the fly, but just to watch these moments where we're yelling, going, "That's not what toothpaste caused." <laughs> well, and, Bob, and Bob Barker too would joke with people, but he was never condescending. Never. He would he would he would joke with you, but you were never the butt of the joke. Um, even when people were like, women w- wanted to just like grab him and stuff and he'd be kind of like, Hey, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. But, um, well, it, Sandy. Yeah. 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 But it was, um, I don't know. He was just, I think, like you said, it's this whole thing about making people feel like they are wanted, that they want to be there. And also it's about making the viewer feel like they could be on this show and because they know how much like Leslie says, Paladin grip is right. And they know we all have our um, theories about when the price is right for the first bid, when you're bidding to go up on stage, if, if it's better to bid a dollar over somebody, or if you know, everybody's over and you're just going to bid a dollar. Um, and be safe. Um, everyone has these theories about what the best way to do is because we all play it from home because they want you to believe that any minute you could be on that show if you only had the chance. So Milton, would you yeah. go, would you ever do the dollar over somebody's price or would you not do that?
1: Man, that that, that that's, um, that's such a, wow. I, a buddy of mine and I, we invented a word in college for someone who did, um, who just showed like um, remarkable arrogance. We would say that they were bulges, meaning they pres- they, they, and I hope I can say, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, I should please. have asked for admission first. They possess big balls. Mm. It, it takes to me, if you're standing in a row with three <laughs> other people and somebody says 1250 and you go 1251 and God forbid if you win and Hell then yeah. like to make matters worse you go up on the stage and the game you're playing is for a car so you've aced that person out of a car a potential of a car oh man I, I just don't have that I don't have that in me I really don't I, I I'd have to figure out like maybe 1260 I, I, right. I couldn't I couldn't go the one
0: I don't think it should be allowed. As Lynn knows, <laughs> I get very persnickety about these things. I am very, how dare you, sir, about that. And I I feel like this other person actually thought of a price. This other person actually, they were almost there. And if you did you stole it from them, this other person actually had a moment where they figured it out and probably did research or that's what it cost last week at Costco or whatever it was. And you just like <laughs> slid on in. I take this too seriously, um, and I don't. I'm not going to apologize for it, but um, no. I it, it bothers me because I think you should be shamed. I think that yeah. they should like the the models should throw things at you. Um, I think that the person that you stole it from should get to stare at you and glare at you during your showcase showdown if you get that far. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Oh wow. But, um, not a fan. And I've honestly thought about this entirely too much. Um I love it. what's you I don't know. What's really? you Oh yeah, no, it's true. She's not exaggerating. It's true. She's not exaggerating. Milton, oh, wow. no, what it. is what is your favorite price is right? I know we're not just talking about the prices right. What is your favorite price is right game?
1: Oh boy, that's you know, and I just watched it this morning. Um I'm tempted, you know, I'll tell okay, the game I think that probably takes the biggest amount of skill, um, under an underrated skill is a game called Lucky Seven. Yes. They bring the car out and they give you seven dollars. And you have to oh, guess yes. guess one at a time, and for every number you're off, you lose a dollar. Yep. So you really only have six dollars to play with for four, four or five numbers. Right, that's a skill. That's a skill, and people who win that game, I, all praise. All you know, all praise and glory to them. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. I mean, it, it's always the ones with the for the car. Um, the the first, like the very first game they ever played was like the what they call the money game, where they had like the three bad. There, there's like two prizes. There's a piggy bank.
0: Yeah. Like a medium
1: prize, and then like the car, and you have to guess oh, one yeah. at time that one's w- cool. Will you
0: write the numbers of the prices?
1: No, well, that one too. That's okay. um is that oh. Here's one. They played it yesterday. played it the other day called Temptation. This is a real tough one. So they bring, they show you the car, right? And there are five numbers in the price of the car. Then they start presenting you gifts. Like here's $3,000 in cash.
0: Interesting. Which
1: number, which number of this goes to yes. the price of the car? Yes, 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 yes. I
0: so know that the, game.
1: So that at the end of the round, you've got like maybe five, dollars $6,000 of prizes and you have a decision to make. Either you take the prizes and walk or you try to like match the numbers to see whether or not you've got all five numbers in the car. And if you do, you get the car and the prizes. If you don't, you gets nothing. That's a hmm. tough game. So all praise for people who get that one. But I think the one you're talking about is, they put the prizes and you have to write the numbers in like yes, ten right. seconds. Yeah, that's a tough one too. And you have
0: to figure out what numbers in the prices—it's like a jumble of numbers. Yeah, go with the thing. So it could be like seven, three, five, six, four, three. You have to figure out. So it's so then they get so fixated on. I think this thing costs three hundred dollars. So they're doing every combination with three, but it's not seven. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And the the audience is going nuts. Um, Yeah, that's 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 a tough one. That's a tough one. I want to say something real quick if I can about Bob Barker and hes I mean, he's sort of on my list, but we talked about boss moments in game shows. He may have pulled the second ultimate boss moment in game show history. Um, and it doesn't really get talked about a lot. So dude had been like, you know, dying his hair. Right. And then one day, one Monday, and here's the star. The price is right. Bob Barker. And he comes out and the hair's all white. He stopped dying his hair. That, to me, was a real big moment.
0: That's amazing. It was. It
1: was a real big moment because all of a sudden, like, it was like the curtain had sort of been pulled back. Yes. And America got to see that, hey, we get old. Folks get old. And it's okay.
0: What's interesting to me is that game show host is used in movies and TV as a type. Right. Up Up there with used car salesmen as people who are slick as people who are probably disingenuous who uh are phony who wear bad suits who have weird ties who are not on the up and up and honestly I think that's it's lazy because there's so many people who are those things who are every other profession and not those two things but if you look at someone like Bob Barker his authenticity was just like all of them. Like, even Lynn knows that, and I loved Alex Trebek, Alec Trebek. I had issues sometimes where he would be like, oh no, Judy, that was Charlemagne. I'm like, you only knew that because it literally was written out for you. He couldn't know everything. He was terrible sometimes. But there was, you felt like these people wish you well. Yep. And that's that was what the connectivity is. So I find it kind of, false to say that the stereotype of a game show host is that they're disingenuous because I think that some of these people are the most um genuine in terms of like Drew Carey actively wants people he's actively and visibly disappointed when people don't win and he'll go that's okay Barbara you get to go spin the wheel next that's okay Barbara you might win the showcase you know because Why would you not? Why would you want to be around people all all day long and have what's it's four games, right? So you've got six, six Six games, so you have six people a day, five days a week, 30 people who could potentially either be incredibly disappointed or incredibly happy. And so, why wouldn't you want to be in the business of being encouraging of those people? You know, um, I go ahead, Lynn. No, it's very, and it's interesting. We, um, I know we're going to talk about our sort of list of our favorite game shows and 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 probably hosts that go with them because sometimes those things go hand in hand. But it's interesting, there are different types of game shows and there are different um, moods of game shows. And also too, that probably maybe changes the kind of people who watch them. But I was thinking of you know um, Match Game, um, mm-hmm. the latest iteration with Alec Baldwin, which is irrevocably canceled um, because of his um, legal stuff. But um, but that show he was a perfect host for that show mm-hmm. because you know that show was all about smarmy, and he had the big giant uh, microphone like they did back in the seventies. Gene Rayburn, Gene Rayburn, right? Ah, um, oh, Gene Rayburn, and um. It was all, you know, nasty jokes that we didn't get when we were younger. And now we watch it, we go, how dare they? We say how dare they a lot. But then we're like, oh, this show was just as crass back in the 70s. It was. Well, and the thing once again, Alec Baldwin had is that he was a genuine movie star. Yes. He was a movie star and a TV star. And so you him joking with the people on the panel. He knows Titus Burgess. He was on a television show with him. He knows, you know, all these people. So it's like we always when I always talk about, you know, you imagine when you're younger that all the celebrities are like having cocktail parties when you're not there and they all hang out. That's what the the mood of that show was. What show was he on with Titus? Titus had a cameos on oh, 30. Oh, he did Rock. 30 on 30. Rock. Rock. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He was so, oh, okay, thank you. I'm I'm getting mixed up. Go ahead. So, you have these moments where it you're just watching like a celebrity roast or something. You're watching these people just but there's some real people and he would right. make fun of people and go, "Okay, Sandy." So and they would go, "Um, the answer is Oreo cookies." And they're like, That's the, "What?" And they make fun of Sandy, but it's all in good they all want her to win, you know, and it's right. all good-natured and his his celebrity, like a Wayne Brady, you know, although obviously uh, Baldwin is a bigger star, but someone like Wayne Brady, who was not originally a host or Drew Carey, who were actors and performers who then come in and say, I'm going to lend my celebrity, not only to the show, but to you all and sort of rub a little stardust on you. Yeah, I was going to mention that um, if we were going to do lists. I'm very sorry that you know that show is not on because he was really great at it. I mean, I I'm I'm not sorry that he has to seek justice for whatever happened to that woman and that will get cleared up. That's more important than a game show. Right. But I, I did enjoy his show very much. So um kind of going around in circles, I I would say we're going back to the question I asked uh Milton about his favorite um uh game on prices right just really quickly I want to say Plinko I knew that baby Plinko Plinko is the game that everybody wants to get it's the game that you can go spectacularly wrong and I know that I would be the Pinkle the Plinko player where everything would wind up in zeros or hundred. I know I know that about myself it just happens but I love Plinko
1: you know real quick there's actually a home version of Plinko. What? Like, you can, uh, we're we're doing radio, you know, we're doing audio here, but I would show you, I actually have the home version of Plinko.
0: Nah. And you can,
1: yeah. Um, and I, the thing that always bothered me about Plinko was, why are there zeros next to the big money? I mean, if of you guess something correct, can't you just get at least, like, $50 or something? Why do you have to walk out with, like, nothing?
0: Cause it's mean. Cause it's mean. Um, my Lynn knows. I, I can't remember the name of this game. It was like punch something, punch yeah. away or whatever. Punch, okay,
1: punch. Yeah.
0: So Lynn knows that I was actually inspired to make a punch board for. I don't even remember what the gist of it was, but in sixth grade at Chinkwin Middle School in Baltimore, I did like a science project or something that involved. A punch board. Oh my gosh. And only it was really only because I was trying to make the science fit. I just wanted to make a punch board. I just was like, <laughs> I feel like doing this is funny, um. And I don't know how well I did on that, but I did. People were like, oh, like yes, like Price is Right. And I tried. I was gonna front like no. I came up with it's like no. I'm fronting on um. I'm stunting on Bob Barker. Um. So would you like, rather have the showcase with? the um vacation or with the actual tangible things
1: oh i see um well it's a tough one um i think i'd probably rather have the tan I, I want the car um or, or the boat um you know i i can get the car i can get in my car and go you know drive down to disney world if i want to um <laughs> but g- give give me a car, like, you know, put, put a key in my hand that I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't need to go to Mazatlan, you know, I, 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 and I can go there on my own. Uh, but yeah, give me a car. And,
0: and I also, I agree with you because I also think that the vacations are harder to bid on because yeah. you have no idea what the accommodations are going to be or what airfare is, unless you research that, but maybe they're putting you up somewhere cheap. Like it's very, I think it's so hard to bid on vacations. Well, Lynn knows that vacations are like, that's my, my happy place. Like just researching vacations. I I love it. I'm always trying to like get deals or whatever, but. I'm usually pretty close because they do things like the ocean front, blah, blah, blah. And I go, well, that's, that's four or five stars. That's at least depending on where it is, Hawaii, $500 a night. Okay. It's from LA. The, because you have to fly from la so even if we won if any of us won right. we would have to fly from BWR national whatever to la and then go there or we could spend more money although because la is closer to hawaii than, right, correct. than we are so um i lynn and i've always talked about how you can tell how old you are Based on which prices prizes and the prizes right you want. Because when we were younger, we watched it and go, Who wants a washer and dryer? Whatever. You know, why would you want a blender? Blender is stupid. And so when I was about 23 and was living on a box spring and mattress in a hole in, in um, York, Pennsylvania, and thought I would give my left arm for one of those showcases where I got furniture you know, where I got a real blender because everything I got was a hand-me-down or $5 at the Rescue Mart or whatever it was. It was terrible. Um, It it cooked rice aroni fine. So what else more that I need? But to watch those things and yeah, both for the understanding of worth of things and that, yeah, I don't need to go to Mazatlan and I might not even need a suite of Macs I'll take one of them and sell the rest of them. I'll take, cause I understand. I know what that means. I understand that. Cause you're right. How are you going to unload a, a trip to Mexico? Nobody, I mean, people want to go. But if you say, yo, 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 I got me. <laughs> you saw me on prices, right? Yo, I got me like four MacBook pros. that are like, what's up, yo? Cause they know what that, I'll give it to you four thousand dollars. All right, then you make yourself some cash. Um, random question. Oprah had a game show moment. Twenty some years ago, wow. where you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. People got mad because then they had to pay the taxes on the car. How do you feel about that?
1: About that? Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I I think I was a little bothered by. I think I was probably bothered by the criticism. It was like, look, Me now, too. now here's the other part of it. Let's be honest. Oprah didn't buy them cars. Oprah got sponsorship from yeah. whoever gave the car. So nothing is coming out of Oprah's pocket. But that's really akin to going to somebody's house for Thanksgiving dinner and complaining because, you know, to use a line from Rapper's Delight, you know, the, the peas just taste like mush. I mean, well, how are we going to do that? How are you going to do that? I mean, the, the, she's got you a car.
0: Yes. Right.
1: You, when you walked into the studio that day, you did not have the car. When you left the studio that day, you had a car. You had a car.
0: But do you know, yeah. a lot of them wound up selling their cars because they couldn't afford the taxes on no. and them. And that's fair. Yeah. And that's because, and then they still have money.
1: Still you money. still don't have that's money.
0: True. You spent no money on this car mm-hmm. and you would now have $15,000 in your pocket because Oprah gave you a car. What are you complaining about? You're You're just, you're mad because she wasn't going to pay. There's what? 30 50 people in the audience she's going to pay $5,000 worth of taxes for everybody once again because it didn't cost her anything no you're not obligated have. you're not obligated <laughs> but why should she because because she was giving it to them i i think we disagree about this because again That's i love a, i didn't know we i didn't know we disagreed about no, this no i okay. love i think i disagree a little bit now knowing that she didn't pay for it herself is that her but show well, did well because on. she's her show. Well, but hold on. But her show could have, but you asked me what I thought, right? Leslie. Um her show. Her show could
1: have oh, come on, no fighting, no fighting. No,
0: it's okay. We we do this occasionally. We're sorry, this is your episode. no fighting. Okay. No. no, but we were just saying though, but they I don't know. I just kind of feel like someone gives you something because the thing about the peas though, from rapper's delight, you, don't, you want to ask to pay for the peas. Somebody was giving you a gift and not asking you to leave money to pay to, to say, well, this is what I spent for the peas at giant. I need you to give me half of it. Then don't eat the peas. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but it's still, but it was lovely. Um, So this is probably, I know, this is such a hilarious conversation. And the fact that, we can have this conversation and be this detailed and nuanced about game shows shows you how much a major part of the lives of, you know, where Gen X um, were. So I heard you say Milton earlier, that you were a, you were sort of a frustrated or you always wanted to be on a game show. Have you mm-hmm. auditioned for game shows?
1: As a matter of fact, I have annually taken the Jeopardy test. Um, literally, the year that I left the Sun, two thousand eight. In fact, the week that I left the Sun, it was like uh, late July, two thousand eight. I actually got through. Um, got invited to DC for a contestant search. You know, cattle call. Um, And, you know, my dumb self, I go like everybody else is like cash. I go with like the suit, you know, the like, I figure, well, hey, because that was the other thing about game shows back in the day when Jeopardy was originally on with Art Fleming in the 60s. Right. Everybody was dressed up. Right. Whereas like now you wear a sweater or whatever. Anyway, I show up. um, I got in and they they called me up. You know, they called you up in groups and you would play the game. Play a little bit of a game. And. I guess I must not have had a personality because I didn't get called. There were people in my group who did get on uh, within like weeks. I saw the one dude. was like, because I remember this one guy had like dreads and was like, he got on um, wow. and I didn't. So, and that was 15 years ago. Um, I still try out. I've got somewhere in my office. I have the actual pen. We all, they gave everybody a pen with Jeopardy on it that you could use to practice because it's a clicker so Uh, yeah uh, yeah so i have that somewhere in my office but yeah um and i'll tell you the the game that i really always wanted to get on was password because it's my all-time favorite oh but the late the 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 original host alan ludden yes died before i could get on i mean well he died in like in 81 Mm -hmm. and i was still i was just you know finishing high school um Mm -hmm. I love Password. And you. You know you didn't ask, but that's my favorite. I love it. And oh, there's and and I let me say real quick, the monstrosity that's on now with Jimmy Fallon. Oh. I no. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. No. I. 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 No. I. 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 As much as I love Password. I won't watch that.
0: Why don't you like it?
1: Because Jimmy Fallon is a hack. Um, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope I haven't offended <laughs> I, I guess i won't be on the tonight show, will I? Um No, I just I don't like it's not the great thing about the best game shows is yes. that it's not about the it's not about the host. Thank or celebrities. you. Absolutely it's about Thank the you. people. And I just get the feeling that this is Jimmy Fallon having fun. Hey, I'm Jimmy Fallon, and here are my buddies, and everything else takes a back seat to that. And I'm not about that. When I watch a game show, I want to see people succeed and the best hosts make the best, make the contestants look better. Right. So yeah, yeah, I have no use for, but Password in and of itself, it's sublime. There's nothing better than, than, than Password to me. Did,
0: did you see the episode? Well, you no, know, you don't watch it. There was an episode. So, you know, Kiki Palmer is a is hosted and there was an episode where she was a contestant it was her and Yvette Nicole Brown and they show the clip a lot where they're trying to get the word Rose and Kiki Palmer famously has this riff about the character Rose from Titanic and about how Rose should have let Jack in the movie get on the door yes. and she killed him and whatever. So she gets the word Rose. And so they have this whole conversation. They said it was a whole black conversation. She and yes YNB have where she's like Rose. It, 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 it was Titanic. Was it Titanic? Yes. Maybe it was Titanic. The word was Titanic. She was like Rose, Rose, Rose. And finally she got it, but it was hilarious. It was a really great. Okay.
1: Okay. It was
0: very funny. I am. A huge fan of the chase currently, mm-hmm. mostly because it's watching. There's so many ways to get the, the hopes of these poor people dashed. It starts with. Do you watch have you watched it?
1: I've watched a couple of times. Um I'm obsessed. That, that guy, the beast, is on. Is that the the one? He was, that, he's not okay. anymore.
0: Um, but they basically it starts with you know the person each there's three people who are part of this loose team and they're trying to the cash builder they're basically trying to build up the cash in their aren't their armory that they'll have to do at the end so they do it and then if the person is the chaser and most of them are jeopardy contestants or that kind of thing people have done well um they then try to then say did you do well whatever so they either like move up or down and the chaser is chasing them basically down the road to their money so whoever is left whoever the chaser doesn't originally chase off the board at the end they do this thing where you've got like i don't know 25 questions or whatever and you answer them and then the chaser has his own his or her own set of questions And if they get one wrong, you then have a chance to then come back and answer that question. And sometimes we watched this guy a couple weeks ago who basically battled back within like a second and won all the money. That was such a great episode. It was such a Mm good, we were just like, I mean, literally my child and I were standing up on the couch going, what, what, what? And because, yes, trivia is people go it's it's from the word trivial like it's not really important but i will say there's a discussion all the time on black twitter x whatever it's twitter about how the number the number of people on jeopardy who avoid the white people that avoid the african-american history questions you know because they don't know them so they they it sits there everything else is gone and it's just sitting there and they do at 200 or whatever because they know they don't know it because we are seeing even though states of of arkansas and uh florida are trying to pretend they don't exist although shout out to little rock and north little rock do you see that they're going to keep teaching the Mm -hmm. ap african-american studies thing central central high school which was like the crux of the desegregation of schools you know they're like no sorry and we'll keep paying for it so there is a light in my father's home state um we are part we are part arkansas but anyway um watching these people who are smart they know shakespeare they know math they know quantum physics and they go who is this yeah, Make this black person. And it's like, <laughs> wah, 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 you know, um, which is it's why really Black crazy. Jeopardy on SNL is so brilliant, because it's stuff we're smart in stuff we know. There was that one uh, episode with Chadwick Boseman where the, the sponsorship was Spray. How did we become the black soda? um (laughs) and i think white people are like are are like although i have a friend who is white uh therese Candori, who is the spokesperson for the national urban league who is one of the only white people i know who is willingly a minority all the time who said isn't it fanta i go fanta is also acceptable orange fanta is acceptable uh, and and also canada dry ginger ale yeah ginger
1: ale ginger ale yeah
0: like, yes. Absolutely. Well, yeah, they call it they call it, but you know, black some people call it ginger ale, like it's spelled G-I-N-G-R-E-L-L. Right. Ginger ale. Anyway, <laughs> um, this is so delightful. I know we could have this conversation for well, a thousand more years. Can we get our top threes? Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. Let's do it. Um, okay, let's start
0: with our threes. Milton, what is your number three?
1: Okay, so my uh, game shows? Yes, yes. So, okay, so I'm I'm torn here. My I'm gonna do a split. My number, In the three position is Jeopardy, but also a show called Now You See It, which oh. was, yeah, this was a show in the 70s, um, had a couple of distinctions. It was basically during the craze of like Seeker Word. It was like electronic Seeker Word. Mm. Um, and and, and the, other, the other sort of distinction about this show was the music, the theme song to the show was written and, per, and uh, performed by Quincy Jones, was a, a song called Chump Change. Um, great show. If you if you if you're on like Buzzer or if you go on YouTube and look for mm-hmm. it, great show. Um, so that's my three. Two is a show, and this is really really going to going, to, going to blow your mind. A show called Blockbusters.
0: Oh, I remember that show.
1: Okay, so this ran in the eighties, the early eighties, hosted by the great Bill Cullen, who was really oh, really Bill underrated as a great. great host. So this show basically had. You had two, like, say, say, for instance, like, the three of us would could play it. You two would be on, a, like, a team as a family competing against one person, and the board would be set up, like, the, the family pair would have to get five answers, while the person working by themselves would have to get four, the challenge being, are uh, two heads better than one? So that was... That was that was a great show. I love blockbusters. I know I'm getting really, really obscure. No, I, it. Love, I love, it. love it. And then number one's password. I Pass- love it. By by a long every, every, the, the the one form of password besides Jimmy Fallon that I couldn't take was the one right after Alan Ludden died that Bert Convey was the host. And I know you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead. I remember. But Bert Convey was terrible as the host of of was called super password. I remember. Yes. It was not. Not for me. They sort of dumbed it down, at right. least to me. But those are those are mine. Those are my three.
0: Rock one. Excellent. I'll do mine. <laughs> yes. Um number three is the original press your luck. Yeah. Um I did not I do not enjoy the new one and I don't watch it. It's a whole long story, but I, I like that because to make the whammies like a video game basically to it was 1984 1985 to make the whammies interactive i remember there was the boy george whammy who had ever heard a whammy yeah it was just funny it was so funny and weird and that they personified to it's like if if pat sajak had personified the um Bankrupt or lose a turn or whatever it is, you know, that um, it was like the lose a turn thing, but it was mean and was laughing at you. And that's why I thought that was funny. Uh, Number two is Jeopardy, as we all discussed, because everybody is smart and it's fun to watch smart people not know who Black people are. (laughs) It is. And I know this is blasphemy, but currently my number one show is The Wall, because The Wall is soap opera and game show and this is your life and all of this stuff wrapped up into a moment if you don't know the wall the wall very quickly is a show where they have two people who know each other like brother sister like our god sister and her brother were on there Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of people like and it's stuff like he had been a ups driver who had like delivered was it lynn he like um like found a package for someone or something like he delivered something that someone thought to it was a little long. kid. Yes. I I'm sorry, Mikhail. Mikhail, I can't remember. He, brought it was something that he brought to a little kid who was on his route. It was like yes. a big, like big hearted and, UPS driver. kind and it of went guy. very viral. So they have all these things like guy who was in the war or people, my mother knew a guy in Florida, he and her sister uh, raised money for unhoused people and like provide them with showers and that kind of thing. So um, they have this show where like, it's a sob story, and they oh, and here's my sister and my brother that and then they send you back and they ask you questions, but you cannot help them. So they're answering questions, and then they do a Plinko style wall where you're dropping a ball down um into a thing, and then you have to send bad balls down and the raises your money. And at the end, the person who was behind the wall has to guess how well you they think you did, and say. Either I think you have a lot of money. I didn't sign this contract for the original money. Like we were going to get $10,000 because you got got a million or sometimes they have no money. And the person goes, I believe in you, Suzanne. I didn't sign the contract. You get nothing. It is mean and terrible. And I think it's, it's everything that I love about a game show because it's like the, oh, the humanity of it. I, I love. Go ahead, Lynn. So I've switched my three while we were talking um, because I was reminded of things that I hadn't thought of. So I would say my number three um, is probably Hollywood Squares. Mm -hmm. I love that show. I love the Paul Lind was the person whose name was closest to mine. Like I'm Lynn and his name was Lynn. And I always felt like we were akin to each other. And then I'm a big musical theater person. So he was the dad in the Bye Bye Birdie movie. And um, just the funniest and like, madam like i love the 70s and i love the 70s and the early 80s that's crazy weird like there was a dude with a puppet like there were puppets <laughs> him and the puppet. several puppets yeah willie what's a willie tyler and willie, lester Tyler
1: Lester. yeah
0: like there were just puppets and then the that was actually a reboot that he did well when whoopi goldberg was the center yes square. that was a great show i love ones with celebrities so i i love that show my number two um is uh, a tight second is price is right of course because Mm -hmm. it just makes me happy and it's a show that makes you feel like if you were there you would be on it and my number one current and former is the pyramid. I love mm. that show. I think the current thing, I think Michael Strahan is a perfect host. He's perfect. I think he is so funny. He 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 knows the celebrities. So it's like, hey, what you doing? But he also makes you feel like he could be your best friend if he was the dude. I enjoy it. Leslie talked earlier about um celebrity um family feud, which is really raunchy, they'll ask the sort of like raunchy things, even though I think some somehow, some of the episodes they don't do it at all. And I wonder if people are like, don't do it on this episode and maybe like two upper two seasons ago on the pyramid they were asking like racier things but it was but i, I to me it seemed like michael strahan was never comfortable with it and maybe mm-hmm. he was i don't know i feel like michael strahan is the cousin that i don't know and i'm like putting words in his head and i'm like no michael strahan doesn't like it but i love that show and i love i watch it with my son and we put our hands over the category so we can't see it or mm-hmm. we try to turn our heads so we can't I do see that it. And um, I just think it's a fantastic show. And I would get so frustrated if they put me with somebody who talks slowly. Like, to me, you have to have a certain cadence to be able to be like, this is what we're doing. And the people who were like, what was the one, Leslie, where they had two rappers? Do you remember a couple? Oh, it was terrible. They, they were, were so slow. They, but they yeah. were so relaxed. But they were too relaxed. But they were like, yeah. Um, so this. So is you the- know he had turtle, right? You know, it's like, but I think one of them actually maybe won the person, the $50,000. I think one was- of them-
1: really
0: yeah, I think in, inside of the gate, the original, the, um, free land, but when they got to the thing, I think they actually won. So it was like, it was fine. But, um, but I felt yeah, like I had my- lived 50 years during that. Yeah, That was, was hilarious. Favorite. And also because <laughs> they, they, they were so sweet and they obviously liked these people and so well, but it's like, brother, you're not. Helping, I will say, even though this is not really a game show, it's more of a variety show, I would say the $1.98 beauty show oh. um, was, I think the show that, and Lynn knows, I'm not exaggerating, for the, that era of game shows and variety shows imprinted on little crazy Leslie to the point where that's my personality and Lynn where my personality is Rip Taylor throwing confetti my 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 personality so very quick story so like 20 something years ago the late Rip Taylor was doing a funny thing happened on the way to the forum at some theater in central Pennsylvania and I got like I was supposed to have like 15 minutes on the phone with him and he's like a little late and he goes honey and pardon my French I will bleep I got they scheduled me 25 of these blank blank things in the run. I'm running, do you mind if we just do this fast I go, Sir, it would be my honor. And I could almost feel him pulling on his toupee and pulling out his bag of confetti because I asked him questions he was a professional I was like it's like hey hey ha ha Krusty the clown oh. Ah, ooh, ooh. confetti confetti goodbye and he left, and I was like, and I got my story I got what I needed it was i was of the age to know who rip taylor was so i was able to write around it and it was like that's a professional that's a game show host that's a variety show guy because he can roll with it you win can, the prize you, you take the cake the oh you <laughs> ring the bell right and a dollar
1: ninety yeah uh-huh. you ring
0: the bell you hit the <laughs> spot in other words we like what you got we like your style we love your taste great taste we love your style and just look at that face. And then he would like roll his eyes. He'd like screw his eyes up. Yes, it was so terrible. But, but it was it the really, best. It was the best. It was over the top and stupid and I loved it.
1: Oh, the whole Chuck Barris like ah! genre of game shows from dating game to newlywed game to the gong show to the Dollar 98 show. He just, <laughs> he made a fortune out of basically turning <laughs> that whole convention on its ear yeah. like and it was just like well how bizarre is this going to be you know um <laughs> that like, was the
0: question yeah. yeah how
1: bizarre is this going to be like you know um how many different ways can bob Eubanks say make it whoopy? you know i mean oh my know? gosh yeah all of the, i mean that was yeah i mean i i wasn't a big big fan of it but i pre- like and you know i mean i i i lean more toward the gong show just because I can't like the in every like the show, the moment where they did Jean Jean, the dancing machine. Oh. I was lost. I was just gone. You know,
0: we loved the Mike Myers reboot of um the gong show, which okay. was really meta and stupid. And he was because, he was a different, he wasn't Mike Myers, right? No, he he was, was a different character. He was like a British dude, yes it was because th- this is dumb and i'm going to just be dumb and i invite all i've set the pace for how dumb this is and it to me it was delightful because everyone had permission to go we're supposed to pretend you're not like my, 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 fine okay and it just was stupid and it was hilarious and it was he so had lovely. so many comedians on that show because they're able to roll with it um better than i mean i know i know lynn doesn't watch the show and i don't think i don't know if you do there's this terrible character called che diaz that's on the uh sex in the city reboot who's no. supposed to be a comedian and they're terrible it's uh Sarah ramirez who i adore but they are terrible as this comedian because the comedian is terrible and so you're watching it going am i supposed to think they're funny because they are not funny um <laughs> So, but I think that I know we have to go, but I will say that one of the things about shows like, I don't like every comedian, but one of the shows like things like Match Game is that you trust in the fact that these people know what they're doing. You trust that they're pulling for you and they're funny and yeah, they might say something stupid or something bawdy or racy, but they're not going to make fun of you and they're not going to like, they're, they'll chide you like, alec baldwin would go and how did you come up with that gene you know whatever like ah you know it's like because it's like it's alec baldwin's making fun of me it's i'm in on the joke yes you know exactly. i'm in on the joke um i'm one of his celebrity whatever and it's funny it's like and gene who grows potatoes like it's i don't know why that's funny but it would be funny
1: oh it was like a party like like it was I don't know a party what- I don't know whether the whether, I, I don't think they could do it on the, the current one, the Alec Baldwin one, but on the original show, you would see, like, you could see, like, the cigarette, like, uh, they, they would, they would actually be smoking, and they had drinks. There they do drinks on, a, that, on the
0: current one, too, they have drinks. Do
1: they really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, okay. they
0: do. I love <laughs> it. Once again, it's just so, and everyone, <laughs> everybody on wow. Pyramid. Wasn't going to make it on Match Game. Everybody no. who you could just go to wasn't going to. And also because Match Game, I don't know if you guys watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, but they have a thing every year, competition combination called Snatch Game, oh, where no. you have to pretend to be a different celebrity. So the drag queens have to be a different celebrity. And they do Match Game, but it's Snatch Game. It's so stupid, but it's so funny. And once again, I'm sure that so many of the younger queens are like 25 are like, what is this? I don't understand a joke. What it is? Shut up. Anyway, I hate young people. I'm joking. Um, I just I, I love having conversations like this where we're um we our our best friend Nikki and their child, our our niblet, uh Raya, were on the show. And so I got all of Nikki's references and almost none of Raya's references. None. But it was but it was awesome. But they were, they were excited like, about it. So it cool. it's so excited, like, and you know, mom, the bottom of our room, I'm like. no idea anyway we're gonna wrap this up but i would just like to ask you milton after having this discussion about (laughs) the game shows do you believe it's cheesy still and if it is do you care
1: um undeniably cheesy and i could not care less you know i i'm i'll be watching game shows until i'm gone because that's that's i love them you know i'm hooked to them
0: Fantastic. So, Milton, where can we find you if you want to be found? And some people don't, but if you want <laughs> to be found, um, where can people find you?
1: Well, I was gonna say my the obvious answer is in my classroom, but um, I do a four-minute um, essay every week on WYPR, the local NPR mm-hmm. station, called Sports at Large, um, and I try to tailor it so that folks who are not necessarily sports fans can get into can get into it can sort of see the macro of it um so you know every if you're listening to it live it's every monday at four forty-five on wypr 88 one your npr news station but it's also available wypr.org oh. uh, i think back there are back editions there so been doing it for 20 years
0: wow oh, wypr the news partner of the baltimore banner
1: thank here we go you. synergy
0: synergy, synergy. <laughs> A- anyway this has been so much fun we could have done this for another hour or two delightful. um we could say so delightful so guys thank you again please watch some game shows it's going to bring some hopefully non-controversial joy and vicarious love of other people and their you know whether they went a trip to Puerto Vallarta um, to your life and you'll love it. Um, I am Leslie. She is Lynn. He is Milton. Once again, as always, keep it easy. Keep it breezy. Keep it cheesy. Sure. Bye. <laughs>